This is Ron Moss Ministries. I was listening to the radio uh, yesterday, Sirius FM uh, radio, and heard that um, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, had made an announcement on his podcast uh, that he was voting uh, for the first time in his life. Um, he made it a point to let I'm I'm guessing his podcast podcast listeners understand and know that he tries to keep it real on his show, and so he was uh, letting them know that this was going to be his first time voting. And when he when he said it, you know, the very first thing I thought about my immediate thought was, wow, how many other NBA players uh, either don't vote, still hasn't voted or this may be their first time voting. I also wanted to know, is that all Shaquille O'Neal said? And so uh, did he also explain why he was voting? What made this time different from all the other 40 plus years of him not voting? What what made it different from the time he was 18 years old to now, uh, why he never voted? And, uh, and, and I haven't been able to, uh, get that information uh, from what I understand it was kind of a uh, an, uh, confession that turned into something you know happy or you know uh, he talked about the process of what he did but really didn't go into real detail on on why and, and why it was important that others uh, exercise that gift and I, I thought about how you know as an athlete you know I'm talking about athletes now because I used to be one and and how your focus is really on athletics. If you've been blessed to run track, then your focus is on running track. You watch television, you see that your opportunities might be going to college and run track and possibly uh, during the time that I ran track, it was something called pin relays. Uh, and then possibly being able to, if you were that gifted, you could possibly end up in the Olympics. Uh, young brothers who had a gift to play football, their focus as it related to sports was football. We all knew academically we had to carry a certain, a certain grade point average uh, to continue to play, particularly in high school and college, but uh, that focus was usually on football if, or sports and females, oh, keeping, keeping it real for a minute here. And, and I think what happened with athletes, you become alienated from the rest of the world, that the rest of the world really don't matter. Uh, there are exceptions to the rule, you know, Magic Johnson, LeBron James, and others uh, who are exceptions to the rule, who allow themselves to take a broader approach to not let it just be about basketball, uh, not it just be about uh, uh, making money, but about trying to be actively involved into making change in the world, making change in society, making the world a better place to be. And, and I thought about that and I thought about it to a point where I kind of Googled it and, and it said that 
of NBA players voted. Now, I want you to think about that, and I want you to think about it's probably, and I could be wrong on my percentages, I'm not sure, but I'm just going to throw it out there. It could be 75% of NBA players are African-American. Or or let's just do it this way. Let's say, since they said 20%, let's say 80% of basketball players are African-American. And out of that, 20%, are the only that votes for their so there's sixty percent of NBA players who are African American who don't vote. Uh, probably not really totally involved in anything dealing with the community. Probably not really involved in anything dealing with politics. Probably most of their life, because of their gifts and because of their talents, the focus was probably just on them. Not by their own choosing. I, I'm not putting this totally on that player at their young age. Uh, if, if the Lord has blessed you with an athletic gift and your parents see it, then your coach is going to see it, then your school is going to see it, then your fans are going to see it, and all of a sudden now the spotlight is on you and it's about you and nobody else. That, that's that's the truth of it. So think about think about let, look at it this way. Let's let's look at it from this perspective. You you've got a uh, you've got a um, a young junior high school uh, NBA phenomenon who is now moving into the high school ranks, and everybody's got their eye on this young brother. He's about 6'9", 6'10". He can dribble the ball. He can shoot the ball. He can dunk the ball. He can do everything. And they're calling him the next LeBron, the next Michael Jordan, the next uh, Dominique Wilkins. He's got all that ability and all that talent. And so wherever he walks throughout the school, when he's in class, the teacher notices him. The teacher talks about him. The classmate talks about him. The girls are going after him. It's all about him. So it's got to be hard if, if that's that in if I'm that individual, it's got to be hard for me to focus on anything else when all the focus is on me. And now you put me in a position where I got to perform. There's an expectation that come with all this attention. There's an expectation that come with all these folk looking at me and watching me. And so my focus is only on basketball. Oh, Ron, you're making excuses. No, I'm not making excuses. I'm trying to keep it real on why I'm not upset, upset with Shaq. I'm more upset with the system and the people who got Shaq to where he is today. That somewhere along the lines Somebody, mama, daddies, cousins, grandparents, aunts, uncles, somebody should have injected some realism and said, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Rosa Parks, Dr. King, all those folk, uh, the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act, all that stuff is stuff that's important enough that you need to learn about it, too, T-O-O, too. 
Oh, by the way, there's a lot of folk that might be less fortunate than you that we need to really look at some community stuff and how we can make uh, communities better. How can we make the world better? If the Lord has blessed you this much, then you have to be a blessing to somebody else. So let's that somebody should have been able to to let him see the broader picture. And so as he would have continued to mature and get older, those things would have continued to be important to him in his life. I find it amazing. That only 20% of NBA players, I, I say I find it amazing, but I, I really don't. It, it's, it's somewhat shocking at first. And, and I kind of understand now why some of my white brothers uh, were upset when the NFL and the NBA uh, were promoting, you know, uh, uh black African-American males who had been murdered and females who had been murdered at the hands of police officers. And, and maybe some of those people who were killed didn't have the greatest past record of, of all. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, this, and, and this is what I thought about, this is what I'm thinking about now. And, and I want you to hear this, that did the NBA and NFL do this because it was majority African-Americans players and they were afraid that there would be some hoopla. You know, I think you ended up having one NBA team that didn't that did not play a basketball game. Uh, were they afraid that it would get worse? And so they said, hey, let's do this or let's do that. And only 20 percent of your players uh, would really understand what was going on. The other 60 percent wouldn't have a clue. They would just kind of get on board because, you know, we kind of follow what people do. Could really care less about uh, George Floyd or really care less about Breonna Taylor or really care less about anybody. Because, again, if all the focus has always been on you, then the only person you're thinking about is you. And, and I think what's wrong with our society is we don't really want to deal with the reality of the reality. Now, what should have happened, or I hope what is happening within the NBA, that those players are getting education about, you know, what's going on in the world as it relates to police brutality, police reform, the fact that there are great police officers out there, you know, so when they're in an arena or they're around other police officers that are that can who are white or or, or black or whoever that they don't look at all them as bad people because they're not you know that there's good and bad everywhere we go there's there's some bad folk right there in the nba you got some bad coaches there's some bad trainers unfortunately there's some bad folk everywhere you turn you're going to run into some bad folk and so what we have to do what our what, what is our responsibility ron what's our responsibility our responsibility is that we've got some junior high and high school kids that are coming up. And all they talk about is wanting to be an NBA player. All they talk about is wanting to be a football player. That's their conversation. And we got to make sure or we got to try to help their parents get them to see that it's really not all about you. How many of those brothers in the NBA 
have any type of relationship at all with Christ. How many of those brothers have been taught how to humble themselves? You know, when, when it's all about you, you can get stuck on you. You can think you all that in a bag of Doritos and chips and everything else. And you can't be touched. You, you think you're untouchable. You think you the ladies man. You think you all that and everything else. Have they ever been taught about Jesus? And have they ever been taught about how to humble themselves? And how to serve? Those things are things that become important. So what we have to do. Now, to change that 20% to 100% is that we have to be better at teaching our young people, whether they play sports or not, about the history of voting. What a great time. Wow. Wow. What a great time right now. What a great learning lesson right now if we would just take the time and talk to our young people, particularly our young, young people, even particularly to our new, uh, my daughter is 18 years old. This is going to be her first time voting nationally. You know how significant that is. She's a freshman in college uh, because of her daddying, uh, because her daddy being a, uh, a pusher of politicians or all politics in general that her father has, I've tried to instill in her, you know, how important it is to learn about all that you can learn. You know, those things have become very important, particularly as it relates to business and politics and things of that nature. I've tried to push that. And she's had a community of people, her mama, her grandmama, her aunts and others who have pushed to. And, and I kind of see some of that coming out now as she's on campus and she, she's trying to figure out her hustle. So now I have to step in and even show her how to direct and how to do the right hustle. We have to step in right now and be that voice to our young superstars or our young future superstars. That, yeah, yeah, you're going to get a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah, the Lord has blessed you with this gift to shoot that ball. He's blessed you with this gift to run that ball. He's blessed you with this gift to run that, that track, run track. He's blessed you with these talents, but these, these gifts, these talents that he's given you are not for you. They're for the entertainment of others to see how God, you can see the glory of God in your abilities. And those are the things that are not taught. And because you understand that, not only has he blessed you with the talent, but he's also going to bless you. As long as you understand where the talent comes from, he's going to bless you with other things too. Think about these players. Think about basketball, football, these guys who end up dead broke at the end of their careers. Not a dime in their pocket. You got a brother right now that the Dallas Mavericks owner has kind of taken on a project to help this young man. He's got some medical issues, some mental issues. He's got some stuff going on. What happened to our community? What happened to the community of us that's supposed to help us? 
we got to be able to be there and start teaching our young, gifted people that their gifts go way beyond them. And they have a responsibility to be involved, not just in their gift, to be, but to be involved into gift giving. If you love me, feed my sheep. We are responsible for each other's growth. We are responsible for each other growing. It really does take a village. So I ain't mad at your shack. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, but try to help these other young brothers now. Try to influence them. It's a very important election coming. It's going to be another one coming up again. Uh, another four years. And there's going to be local elections that's coming up. Be great conversation to have with your NBA player and your NBA brothers, black and white, and just maybe a roundtable discussion on, hey, what else is it that we can do in our communities? What else can we do to make an impact in this world? We've been blessed. Hey, we're all sitting here. We've been blessed. Now let's work on being a blessing to others, not just in monetary money, not just in finance. But being able to show people that, hey, it is important to vote. It is important to get involved in your community. It is important to go as far as you can with a good education. It is important to be family oriented. It is important to treat people right. You can do those things, too. And this world can still be a better place. My hope and my prayer is is that forget about being upset with Shaq. Uh, what you going to do about it? For those other young brothers coming up, those other future Michael Jordans, those other future Shaquille O'Neal's, those other future uh, sisters who going to be tennis players and, and coaches, and, and what are we doing to make sure we educate them? To let them know it's not about just you. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Oh yeah. Peace.